What a privilege this morning on this last day of the year to be able to spend time with you here at Reach Out. And for you, uh, watching you online and you coming in today to spend the last day of the year with us. As Pastor Carl said, yes, I've been, uh, my husband and I, and we've been a member of that church. And my whole, um, my whole Christian life was really take ship when really when I came to reach out. And I am a product today of reach out, and I am grateful for this church and for all the love and, uh, and all the teaching that um, we have learned, my husband and I. I also want to thank my husband. I'm here today because of him, because he's really the push. He's really the one who kept saying, you could do this, you could do this, Rose. While my, what I want really to do was just being a Christian and just sit in the back of the church. I, I, I wanted to do that. I was happy doing that. But when he started, you know, pulling into me um, and said, you can do this, and that's what gives me the confidence today. And I'm grateful to God, and I'm grateful to him. Uh, today, I have a burning word for you. I know it's the last day of the year. Usually on the last day of the year, throughout uh, uh, a lot of churches, you'll probably there'll be messages on reset, recharge. Um, I remember Pastor John have, had preached a message here on reset uh, so many years ago. I never forget that message. It was so powerful. Um, and we have had so many teachings throughout the year, throughout all the pastors here at Reach Out. But today I have a, a burning word um, when Pastor Carl had asked me to share a word and what came to my mind is that word called obey, obedience. I know it might not be popular on the last day of the year, but stay with me, stay with me, stay, stay with me. Uh, I don't know, 2023, what God had told you to do? Was there anything that he had wanted you to do? And either you couldn't do it, either you think I would have the time to do it, or maybe it was too difficult to do. Maybe it was that job he wanted you to take a leap of faith. Maybe it was that business he wanted you to start a new business. Maybe it was a move you were supposed to do. I'm sure as I'm talking about this, we each have something in our heart that says, God, you know, had told you to do this, but I haven't got the courage or haven't got the time, one reason or another. But today, the four-letter word, O-B-E-Y, everybody say obey. Easy to say, but not so easy to follow. Let us bow our head and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word that you had given to me. I pray you, Father, that that word will be a rainbow word, just like Pastor Vic always talk about a rainbow word to us on this last day. I pray that the same way it had blessed me, the same way it had changed my life, will be the same way that it will come out, not on my own, but that you will touch. There will be someone here that that word will make a difference in their life. We pray you, Father, that it will not be us, but it, you will come down and do what you do best, which is changing lives. In Jesus' name, amen. The word obey, Webster defined the word obey as the act according to a command. 
to follow a command. And then the obedient, which is the objective, the adjective, you know, of obey, readily giving to a command, readily giving to a command. But today I want to talk about obedience to God, which is to hear, to trust, submit, and surrender to God. Hear, trust, submit, and surrender to his word. In simple terms, meaning hearing the word of God and acting upon it, hearing the word and acting upon it. You all know the word obey, how important it is. The whole, um, our whole humanity is based, you know, on obey and obey the word obey and what happened when Adam and Eve disobeyed. We can go a whole trail with all the Bible, what happened, but we are here because of God, of Christ's obedience to his Father. We are here today, our trajectory changed when Christ himself decided that he would submit to the will of the Father. John 14, verse 23, 24, I think it's going to be on the... On the screen, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. There is a French version that uh, translates this into better that I like it. It says, The Father and the Son are especially close to those who love them. The Father and the Son are especially close to those who love them. Total obedience is not easy. It's easy to obey as we know when we take a red light, you will get a ticket. So there is the consequences right there. We know we're not supposed to text and drive. Maybe if the word obey, obedience is not for you today, maybe we can make a commitment right now not to text and drive for 2024. I'm not going to ask show of hand who texts and drives. Just blink your eyes and I can see you if you do text and drive. Yeah. But let's commit not to do it because we know the consequences. But I'm talking about obedience to the Father. Even to the point of suffering. Even to the point that he had to completely submit into the will of the Father. It's easy to obey when things are easy. It's easy to obey when, when we can see the, the reward. If you do this, you will get that. But how about the hard obedience? How about the hard thing when you're not sure who's going to say what? What is it they're going to think about me if I decided to, to do that? What is it they're going to say about me? This is the obedience that I'm talking about this morning. Philippians 2, verse 6 and 8. Jesus as the perfect example of total obedience. And we read in those verses, who, this is in NIV, all the Bible uh, reference would be in NIV. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used 
in his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. He humbled, remember that word, humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Jesus himself made that perfect example. The love that he had for us, the love that he had for humanity, if he didn't do it, you and I, we wouldn't be able to be here today. We are approaching the end of a year in about less, uh, a, a little bit over 12 hours. We're going to be in 2024. What has God been talking to you about in 2023? It's not too late. We still have time. There are still hours left for that Forgiveness that God has been talking to you about. And we will talk about that. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. I have a, a very good story. And if you have not read it yet, uh, some of you, when you go home, take the time and read that story. It's found in the book of Kings, 2 Kings 5, verse 1 to 14. And that story talks about Naaman. Let me set the stage for you. Naaman was a very uh, prominent person in his time. He was the chief. He was a soldier. He was the chief of the Syrian army at that time. And he was popular, very highly regarded. He was famous. Naaman had everything except he had a problem. His problem was leprosy. He had a disease called leprosy. Nowadays, we know it's called mycobacterium lepra. It's the bacteria that causes lepra. It's a degenerative skin disease, nerve disease that causes nerve damage, vision problem, isolation. You had to be isolated. At the time, the, there was no cure for leprosy. Nowadays, it takes three to six months to, to, to heal someone. And unfortunately, there's still leprosy going around. Not a lot. I think last year we had about 100 cases in the United States of, lepr of leprosy. So Naaman had a problem because in his time, leprosy was really something that you had to be, go put away. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant. And that's what happened to Naaman. Let's start with the 2 Kings 5, verse 1 to 14. Naaman, he was a commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because to him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy, like I told you. Now, bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only my master will see the prophet who is in Samaria, he will heal him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him that the girl from Israel, what the girl from Israel had said. He said, by all means, go. The king of Aram replied, I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him 
10 talents of silver, 6,000 of shekels of gold, and 10 sets of clothing and the letter that was given to him. I'm not reading the whole, uh, the whole story, but I'll paraphrase it for you as we, go, as we go on. Naaman was so important that the king had to give him a letter. And even the, the servant that had told him, I know there's somebody that can heal you. I know there's a prophet, Elijah, that can heal you. The, the word Elijah was not even mentioned in the letter because Damon was so important and he wanted, you know, bells and, 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 and fanfare for him when he walked in to go and uh, to see that person, to see the king of Israel. And unfortunately, it wasn't the king of Israel he was going to see. It was Elijah the prophet. Now, when the letter arrived, the king said, why What's going on? Why am I getting a letter? Because the two part of that time, they weren't seeing eye to eye. And he thought there was going to be like he's, he's quarreling, getting a battle. You know, are you, are, you getting, are you sending me a letter so this way you're enticing me? And Elijah heard the, heard the king and said, don't worry. This is not, I will take care of Naaman. So Elijah came forward and said, I will take care of him. But Naaman, unfortunately, with his mind, thought when he was going to walk in, I don't know what was he expecting, maybe laying of hands, uh, maybe Psalm 1 to 15, maybe he was, you know, hoping, you know, all this was going to happen. Unfortunately, as soon as the prophet saw Naaman, he told, him, he told his servant, go tell him, go wash in the Jordan seven times. Naaman's pride was very hurt because as a man of stature, why am I going to wash myself in the Jordan? I have better rivers in my country. Why? The prophet wanted him to go and wash seven times. Naaman, his pride would not let him follow what the prophet wanted him to do. Sometimes the, sim the, the command are simple. Sometimes the command, it goes wide over the obedience, it goes wide over our head. Sometimes it's a simple thing, but we keep asking why. Why should I do that? Why? I wasn't the one at fault. Why should I be the one asking, you know, for forgiveness? Why? But Naaman had to lay down his pride. The servant has to say, come on, master. If he had to do something difficult, you would have done it. How about just go into the Jordan? Just do it. Just do what he asked you to do. What Naaman didn't know, that was the healer, was God was going to be the healer. The healer wasn't in the prophet. The healer wasn't going to be in Elisha. But the healer was going to be God. Verse 10, the story gets better. And we, we saw when Elisha, you know, get to the door, the servant tell him, go wash. He was insulted. Little did Naaman know that his healing was in the total obedience. His healing was wrapped in obeying what the prophet had told him to do. I don't know about you this morning. 
I don't know what is you're asking for. What is, it, what, what is that obedience? What is that thing that God is asking you to do? That you want that miracle, whether it's a healing, whether it's financial, whether it's, a, uh, it's, 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 it's something that is going on, that you're waiting for that to happen, and it hasn't happened. I don't know. What is it that God has told you? That bringing you to mind, bringing to your memory, so this way you can have what you're asking for. Total obedience required to take immediate action. Obey when we don't understand the outcome. Naaman couldn't figure washing in the, in the Jordan. What's that has to do with my healing? What's that has to do? But the obedience was what God was looking for. The obedience is what God is looking into your heart this morning. Total obedience is not to do what God is to not to do what God requested. It's to do what he asks you to do. To face what he wants you to do without any complaint because the outcome sometimes are not obvious. The benefits are not obvious. But you know what I like in God? That as we obey him, we get to know him better. As we obey him, God loves all of us. And I love that no matter our Christian walk, he is with us. He loves us wherever you are. But when you decide to take that one step of obedience, there's a level of his love that you will experience that you will think, oh, there's more. There's more than just coming to church and just do the routine. There's more in following, in obeying God's word. He gets the glory. Naaman was healed. And the verse, uh, the Bible said that his skin became just like, I don't know, some of you, you know, who have been in touch with new babies, their skin are so soft. So beautiful, so smelling good. That's what happened to Naaman, but he couldn't see it. But he did realize at the end that God gets the glory. My personal testimony, talking about the begins, there was a, 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 a family member that had hurt me. And I had decided, I didn't know that, the brain can the brain does things that you don't understand. That you could the person you could totally erase a person from your mind. And I had erased that person. Even though there were gathering, the person was there. But to to me, the person was non-existent because I was hurt. I was hurt. Um, and I rationalized to God. I said, I said, that wasn't, you know, it wasn't my fault. I am not the one who did it. She's the one who did it. She's the one who needs to say, I'm sorry, not me. But God has been talking to me about forgiveness, about let that person go. I said, how can I let that person go? I said, how am I going to do it? First of all, it's been so many years that the person was dead to my mind. How am I going to do it? But the word kept spoken. I kept coming to church. And every time someone opened their mouth, we're talking about obedience. I'll turn the radio, talking about obedience. I'll turn, uh, I open my Bible and the passage that I'm reading talks about obedience. Then I had to make a decision. 
I can tell you it wasn't easy. I, the Bible never promised that everything is going to be easy. It was hard. I had to go in prayer, but I had to decide. I had to make the commitment that I am going to forgive. And how I did it, I said, Lord, I don't know how to do it. I just remember taking a piece of paper, and I took a pen, and I started writing. And the amazing thing about God is that that's what I remember. I don't remember, you know, when I finally faced the person, I don't remember what I said. I don't remember what that person said either. But I just remember there was a love, overflowing love for that person. How can that be? A person that I decided to erase, but now there's a love. And this is only God can do that. And he can do it for you. Sometimes things are holding you, us up, and we don't know what it is. We don't know, we don't know what it is, but search into your heart. What is it that God has been talking to you about? What is it that he's telling you to do? What is that step? What is that bold move he wants you to do? But it's not so easy. The word is obey, O-B-E-Y. Obey is about more than 250 times in the Bible. It's a word over and over again. Our whole human existence is based on, obe it's based on obedience. 1 John 2, verse 5, we read, If anyone obey his word, God's words, God's love is truly made complete in him, and this is how we know we are in him. My husband had, allowed, uh, had helped me put this together with obey, and we'll put it on the screen. Obey, oh, open your heart and hear God's word. Hearing. God's word. Romans 10 verse 17 consequently said, faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Open your heart. John 10 verse 27 is not there. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. Hebrews 3 verse 15 said, if you hear my voice today, if you hear my voice, do not, do not harden your heart. If you hear it today, do not harden your heart. B, comes to blessing. God can use you. I've said that wherever you are. He can bless you wherever you are. But there's a greater blessing when you obey. And we find that in Luke 11 verse 28. He said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey. Bless. You'll be blessed. What I like the most about the word blessing is that the blessing is not only for you. It's for generation to come. The blessing of taking that bold step is not only for you today, but you're going to be able to tell others about it. Others will see what God can do, and it will continue, pass on, generation, generation to generation. E, talking about obey, endurance. Look to the Lord for his strength. Look for the Lord for his strength. Seek his face. Press in when the obedience requires boldness and strength. He will never leave you, never forsake you. 
And we read in Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Don't take that step. Take that boldness a step. And the last thing, obey, O-B-E-Y, yielding. It's the part that I love the most. It would have been easier for me to come and say, oh, you could do this, obey, obey, obey. But that's what I love about God. He gave us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit as a comforter. The Holy Spirit as your strength. The Holy Spirit help us. There are things, let me tell you, that you need to do. You cannot do it on your own. There are some requirements that God asks you to do. You cannot do it alone. You need the Holy Spirit. John 16, verse 13, when the spirit of truth come, the spirit will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. The spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, is here for you. It's here, it's attainable. It's for you to yield into him for that obedience that is hard for you to do. That obedience, and you know what I'm talking about, not the type of be obedient, obey. Yes, we know there's, when we don't obey, there's, but it's the hard obedience that you probably cannot tell anybody about it. It's the obedience probably only you and God know that, we need, that you need to do. And when you ask that Holy Spirit to come, he will give you the strength. He will give you the boldness. And I can tell you, you can do it. I can tell you, I did it. There's many circumstances in my life. If I didn't have the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be here today. But because I yielded into him, I said, Lord, I can't do this alone. Yes, we're having the new year is coming. Um, it's easy you can go and repeat the same thing you did last year and then expect a different result on the last day of the year as of today. Or we can decide, including me, to take that step of boldness and do something different and then get another outcome and see what God can do because the glory will be unto him. And you'll be amazed. Take that step. Obey. Take do, commitment. Because it, it, it's hard to take the whole, don't think of the whole process, but think of taking that one step and decide in my heart, yes, God, you want me to do that. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to obey. Everybody bow their heads. You might be here today and you have not accepted Christ as your Savior. What a wonderful opportunity. 13 more hours to go, the year's going to be over. We don't know what tomorrow helps. We don't even know the next hour what's going to be. And today you have chosen the right place to be on the last day of the year. It's to be in the presence of God and to ask for him to come into your heart. If you have not accepted Christ, 
I'm talking about a Savior that will never leave you, that will never forsake you. I'm talking about a God that can change things. I'm talking about a God, if it wasn't, he, if it wasn't Him, I wouldn't be here. I'm talking about God who forgave and forgets. If you have not accepted Christ at this moment, let me head back. Raise your hands and we will pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. You just have to raise your hands and we will make that prayer with you. If the whole church repeat after me, Heavenly Father, we come to you today. I accept you in my heart. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for choosing me. And I accept you in my life. Thank you for welcoming me in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Let us stand up. Obeying God isn't always easy. But it's the wisest thing to do. Following his word, his instruction, and trusting him to provide you with what you need. And trusting him that he can help you do the difficult things. The difficult obedience. we turning into a new year. Let's turn that leaf with obeying the word of God. Let's turn that leaf with the boldness. Let's turn that leaf with Submitting to God. Heal. Trust Him. Submit to Him. And yield it. Give it to the Holy Spirit. Asking you nothing that I haven't done. Yield to the Holy Spirit. If this is you this morning, that God, there's something that He wants you to do, you haven't had the boldness. Every bow, every head bow. Father, we thank you for the word this morning. Yes, it wasn't a recharge, reset, it wasn't, but it's a word that we did for the new year, that we can feel, that we can sense, and we can touch a new level, that we can feel you at a different, a different way. We can learn to know you better. Father, obey, easy said, but sometimes not easy to follow. I pray, Lord, for those who need to make that Stand for those who need to make that commitment today that you will be with them. Let them know you will not leave them alone. I pray you today, Father, as we leave, that that word had changed someone's life. That word had touched someone because you are the only one who can help us to life situations, to family situations to the healing. Some of us have been waiting for a healing for 2023. It didn't happen. There's still time. That's what we love you. There's still time. There's still time for you to touch our heart. Still time to touch our heart. Still time for you to touch that depression. Still time for you to touch that illness, that cancer. Still time. And we thank you today. We bless your name, Father. We gave you the glory. We gave you the praise. We thank you for 2023, for every day you were there, for every day, every step that we made, every time we were behind the wheels, your protection. If it wasn't for you, 
where will we be this morning? And we praise you for that. We thank you for the new year already. We thank you for the testimony that's going to come out of the church. We thank you for the glory that's going to come out of this church. All the praise be unto you. All the praise be unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. May God bless you.